in the toy section than the kid who hangs the fingers from the pegs. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. To me again, I see robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrificed to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, it's not going to get a bit better. It's going to get a bunch better. I mean, what? Why do you ask? Well, because we are going to talk about movies. Nothing but all the movies I saw this week. We were all alone. 2.0 was out of town, so we took the opportunity and caught up on almost every movie that we wanted to see. We couldn't see Ant-Man because we got to see that one as a family, but I pretty much feel that we saw everything else out there that is available to see. So, well, my dudes, with Ebert and Rupert both gone, this is it. I See Robots is taken over at the movies for good. It now belongs to me. That's not the only thing, though. We are going to talk a bit about imaginary wrestling. We got Waterbed Kev's results. Let's go over those in a bit. But first, with Iceberg 13 out on suspension, it's up to me to hit it. So come on, hit it. Prince of Shadows rises from his grave to stalk the earth again, quenching his thirst for blood in a death trap for his enemies. Blackula returns. Blackula, more horrifying than Dracula. Queen Blackula Scream, all new, rated PG, starring Pam Greer, the sensuous godmother of coffee. You were terrified at Blackula. Now the Prince of Shadows returns in Scream, Blackula Scream. This is the Toys R Us report and will make you famous, taking over the earth while still kicking in Uranus. So I hope you remember a few weeks back we talked about something called Imaginary Wrestling. It is a play-by-mail wrestling game and we went ahead and made our own dude. That dude was named Waterbed Kev. Let's start off with a quick bit of Waterbed Kev's theme song. Alright, here we go. Sorry, too many songs in a row, but man, we can't talk about Waterbed Kev without talking about his jammy jam. I come for free time, baby. I come for free time. Hit it. Kev tells himself to prove that he's a freak. I can't hold it back. The paint flowing over. Can't hold it back. I am the future. Touch it, why don't you? 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 Hey, girl. Oh, girl. Hey, girl. I want to rock your world. Are you talking to me? Hey, girl. Would you meet me at the waterbed tonight? I got a surprise for you. That song never fails to make me laugh. Okay, so let's look at the results of how Waterbed Kev did last month in the IWA, the Imaginary Wrestling Association. Well, it wasn't that good. I'm looking right here. He's rated number 47 out of... 
140 dudes, that's okay, it's not great, it's not elite, but it's not, it's not terrible. Um, he, his new record, his total record in totality is, um, 13 and 11. Not that great, because I think last month he was 10 wins and 0 losses. So he essentially, uh, he essentially lost just about every match that he was in. Not good, Kev. Not good at all, but... We are the ones that picked his moves, so we gotta take the blame for this ourselves. And, you know, I am willing to do that. Uh, it's my fault. I will take the blame. I am the one that made Waterbed Kev into a jabroni, a.k.a. a jobber. Not great. Um, let's look through here and try to find some of the individual Waterbed Kev matches. So we can see, we can see what happened specifically, um, flip, 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 okay, here's one, uh, Waterbed Kev outmuscled the Bahama Breeze at 746, he won by a pump kick to the chest, that's pretty good, that's his finishing move, he just runs up and kicks you, square in the chest, knocking the breath out of you, allowing you to be easy prey for a pin, I don't see any of his other matches in here, I, um, there's a lot. This is a densely packed thing. You get a lot with the IWA, I will tell you that. So hold on one sec. I'm going to find some, and then I'm going to come back. Okay, so I found two more Waterbed Kev matches in this. I'm When I say this is dense, I mean this is dense. It's like a 20-page packet in very, very small print. So here we go. Waterbed Kev beat a guy from a team called the Canadians. His name is Guy. That's probably Gee. He beat Gee with the good old PK to the chest in 15 minutes. I wonder how good of a match that was. I don't know how good of a worker Waterbed Kev is, to be honest with you. All right. Here he beat somebody named Samuel by uh, by the PK to the chest in 53 seconds. So when Kev's on, he's on. Everything else, though, sadly was a loss. Come on, Kev. You got to pull it through. I tried a different strategy. I don't have... What you do is you pick moves, the moves are randomly assigned points, and then whoever you're facing, they add up the total of their moves as well, and if yours is higher, you win, if theirs is higher, they win. Something like that. But, um, I don't have enough months of these to try to trace a pattern. The only pattern I saw is there were certain moves that were doing good two months in a row, so I went ahead and I picked all those moves, we'll see. We'll see how Waterbed Kev does next month. Come on, you guys. Let's, uh, let's send some powerful thoughts out to our boy, Waterbed Kev. But, uh, that's about it for Imaginary Wrestling for right now. Let's hope that in the future it will be more fun with more wins. So, um, let's start the At The Movies. Take it away. In a moment, At The Movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Is that wine in a box? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. this guy ever going to shut up? Mm, please watch the movie. Oh. Stop, no. no, that's not right. Don't do this to me. Why is he yelling? Listen, you always do this to me. You you show up to these places, you put me in a situation. I'm a big guy. Everybody wants to fight the yeah, big guy. Yeah, you are. Hey, uh, Mark Wahlberg, shut your bitch up. Mark, Mark Wahlberg? Me? Who else looks like Mark Wahlberg? Your girl? Mark Wahlberg's like 150 pounds. I'm 250 lean. I look like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. 
The first movie that we saw coming out for Giant Movie Week was Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. I was really looking forward to this because it was just getting a fantastic amount of good press. And I don't know, I am not a giant Amy Schumer fan, but I know that she is funny. And I know that Judd Apatow, who produced and directed the movie, I believe is also a really funny dude. So I I really had high hopes. I had high hopes for this. And I was, I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I did not enjoy this that much, even though there were quite a bit of laughs. Man, this is a long movie. I swear to you, in my mind, it felt longer than Interstellar by Christopher Nolan. I don't know if it was that long. Um, it was pretty long, though. It seemed, it seemed like Star Wars length, which was, that was the longest movie I had seen as a kid, and I kind of gauge everything against Star Wars, but there are a lot of good performances in it. This movie is just jam-packed with cameos. I think that is one of the problems. There is this cameo after cameo after cameo, and I'm not talking about that dude who's saying word up. I'm talking about random celebrities just popping in and out, in and out. Basketball dudes, athletes of all sorts, dudes I did not even know. There's this whole thing with this knee surgery angle on some dude who I had no idea who he even was. I'm not the biggest sports fan. I think I recognize most of the big superstars like uh, LeBron James. He's in the movie. He's surprisingly funny, but there's a bunch of dudes I had no idea who they even are. That's not their fault as much as it's my fault, I guess. I just, I'm not aware of who these dudes are, and maybe there were some laughs in them just being who they were that I didn't even get. I, I don't know. The movie is funny, though. You know who is great in it is WWE superstar John Cena. Uh, we all know John Cena is a funny guy. We hear him cut promos and on whatever on the show. And from time to time, he can get a zinger in there. He seems like a nice, funny dude. So it was a quite a good surprise to see him in there. And he has a big role. He's one of Amy's uh, early boyfriends. One of her boyfriends early in the movie. I gotta warn you, though. He is naked. You see his buttocks. So if you don't want to see John Cena's bare buttocks, don't see this movie. It kind of, it disturbed me a bit. The basic idea of the movie is that Amy Schumer's kind of a party girl, a bit of a train wreck. That's where the title fits in. She's a bit of a train wreck, and you watch her find love and get her life back together. There's nothing, nothing groundbreaking in the story, but there are a ton of good jokes. It's just a bit long. So, this might be the kind of movie that is best to catch on television or DVD, because if you want, you can pause and come back. You can kind of skip through, see what's going on. So I will, I will give it the ISR thumbs up, but I'm not going to give it the kind of thumbs up where I feel as if you got to run out there and see it today because you don't. You can wait till it's on HBO, Showtime, Netflix, or VHS. All right, my guys, let's move into the next one. Let's all go to court. Let's go make some court now. Yeah, yeah. Some law. Hey, you lawyer guys, you don't know me and Johnny are watching you while we're high. That felt oh. really smooth. So in the pocket. Yes, I have the clips on VHS. The studios know who I am and they know how I roll. And that's just how they send them to me. So the second movie that we saw was a movie that goes by the name of Ted 2. We saw Ted 1 when it came out, and I I thought it was really funny. I don't normally 
go for that Seth MacFarlane type humor, but I don't know, man. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty, pretty funny, especially all the parts with the Flash Gordon references. Man, I love that Flash Gordon movie like everybody else out there does, and to see all the love shown for it was just, man, just too much for my heart to take. And now Ted has become maybe not one of my favorite movies, but a movie that I do think fondly on. It just, it has so many funny parts. Even though so many parts of it aren't funny, there is just so much in it that's good that it's hard. It's hard not to like Ted. So I, I went in to Ted to, I had high hopes. I don't know if my hopes were high, but my hopes, my hopes were something. Something positive. And well, while the movie was not as great as the original Ted, it was still funny and I did laugh. I laughed enough that I... I would say that I had a pretty, pretty good time. And there, there is this whole toy element to the movie that was great. The main plot focus is that Hasbro is trying to get a hold of Ted so that they can dissect him and see what gave him life. The main villain in this movie is the president of Hasbro. I mean, how funny is that? I, I thought it was great. You get to see the Hasbro offices, you get to see... You get to see Toy-Con. They go to, not Toy-Con, rather, the New York Comic-Con is where the main capture goes down. That's where they are looking to grab Ted and to chop his guts out. I wonder what they are hoping to find inside of him. I thought that, too. What do you think you are going to find inside of Ted? I mean, obviously, the dude is some kind of a magical being. It isn't as if you're going to cut him open and you're going to find a glowing star inside that operates his body. I just don't see it. I mean... I don't know what's in there, but I imagine that it is just stuffing and that there is some magical force from the outside that is giving Ted, Ted, that spark that makes him the crude teddy bear creature that he is. I know that the whole movie is farcical, but sometimes I think about Ted and I wonder why people aren't more interested in him. I mean, at the beginning, when he first turned, it did seem like he was quite a sensation, but I just don't see how people could ever get over this evidence, this proof that magic is real. Imagine, like, the whole Art Bell crowd and the people who are into that kind of paranormal stuff. This would be evidence that their, their wildest dreams are, in effect, true. I mean, you now know that there is some sort of supernatural magic out there in the world. Now, if you were the kind of guy who was obsessed with that sort of thing, I don't think that you would ever get over Ted. And it does seem that in this world, they are all over Ted, except for the uh, Giovanni Rabisi character who is just completely obsessed, but he's more obsessed in the way that he wants to own Ted as opposed to wants to, uh, know about the magical forces or whatever. But, you know, who cares about any of that? Ted is, Ted's a stoner movie. If you're that kind of a dude, I think that you're gonna like it. Sam Jones is in it again. Not enough. You cannot get enough Sam Jones from Flash Gordon for my taste, but he is in the movie and, you know, that is always a great thing. It's weird to me that his acting career 
kind of fell off after Flash Gordon. But I don't think that Flash Gordon was as widely loved as it is now when it came out. I think that people looked at it later, grew up, and then said, this is really fun. I look at this with a great fondness. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Ted 2 was funny, man. It had some good parts. I, I, I think this is another one that you can wait for on DVD or on cable or streaming or whatever. But I would check it out because I, I feel as if you will laugh. Maybe not as much as the first one, but enough to make it worth your time. All right, next movie coming up. Susan. Yes? I was given specific instructions by Elaine to tailor these gadgets to you. <gasps> these are not yours. Oh. This antifungal spray can freeze and disable any security system. Wow, that is quite an image to be carrying all over Europe. It's also a pepper spray. Why not just make it look like pepper spray? It's a, it's a pretty good idea. All right, well, next time. Well, I can, I can wait if you want to print up a new label. No, I'd have to turn the printer on again. I don't really want to. Each of these are filled with chloroform. Wow, that is an un settling amount of hemorrhoid wipes makes me kind of wonder what exactly is going on back there i wouldn't know i don't have that problem i don't have that problem the next movie that we went out and saw was a spy with melissa mccarthy now melissa mccarthy is a beloved character in my household due to her being in the gilmore girls which is my old lady's favorite show of all the times i mean dude she has watched that series all the way through at least five times, and she is just, just absolutely tickled pink to see this career that Melissa McCarthy has carved out for herself. I don't know why we didn't see this when it was in its first run. We had to go to our second run theater to check it out, but man, this movie was funny. I liked it so much. The basic idea is that Melissa McCarthy is a CIA analyst. She works on computers down in the basement, but situations call for her to be put into action as an honest-to-gosh spy. And, well, hilarity ensues past that. This movie is great. If you haven't seen it, go see it right now. It made me laugh. I will say this. I thought it was funnier than Trainwreck and Ted. My wife liked Trainwreck better, but I thought this was great. It's a bit more slapsticky. A bit more silly, less, uh, less thoughtful than Trainwreck. But when I go see a comedy, I don't need to think. I don't need any kind of emotional anything. I just want to go and I want to have a good time. And in this movie, I had a awesome, awesome time. Melissa McCarthy is just so funny. And, you know, Jason Statham is in it. And he is just about as funny as she is. This movie was really great. I know that everybody knows that. It got awesome reviews when it came out. But I'm letting you know. I am letting you know, I see robot style, that you should probably go see this, man. You should probably go out. If it is still playing in your area, go check it out. It's really, really, really great. We got a couple different theaters in our downtown area. We have the all-new, all-big theater that has the first-run movies. And then there is a smaller six-screen theater near there that they filter these second-run movies into. Everything there is only three bucks. And that, to me, man, that's awesome. Because that means you can see everything. If you feel as if movies are too expensive, just wait a month. And you can see it for three bucks. That's awesome. But I used to also work at this theater back in the day. 
with my man Gino Vega. We had something called the Broomtang Clan. An awesome, awesome group of the best. The best of the best. The magnum force of ushers. And well, anytime I get the opportunity to go back to good old UA6, that's what it was called back in the day, I really, I leap at it. It just brings back so many great memories. And this movie was playing there, and it was nice to be back there in good old Theater 6, the big theater, watching a movie. Now, it's not, it's not a stadium seating Nice kind of a deal, but I just have so much fun there, and seeing a nice movie that I thought was hilarious in an environment that I was happy to be in made for a great day. Now, I don't want you to think that these are clouding, these facts are clouding my judgment of a spy. Spy's funny, dude. There's no way about it. You can see it in a drive-in. You can see it in your house. You can see it anywhere, and this movie will make you laugh, man. Go see it now. This one, out of all the ones we've talked about so far... Gets the ISR super duper 10 thumbs up. I look at each of you and I see the marks of this long and terrible war. We fight! Go! Go! For our children! Our children's children, so they will not carry these marks. But they will know who we are and what we did. That we did not bow down. We did not give in. We rose up at this moment, at this hour, willing to sacrifice everything so that they can live in freedom. This night, we take back our world! Okay, my guys, the last movie we saw during the vacation movie rampage was Terminator Genesis. For some reason, I was hesitant to see this. I am just not the biggest Terminator guy. I like it, but I don't follow the Terminator mythology too much. Like, I've seen the movies... I saw the first one, I thought it was great, saw the second one, I thought it was great, but then, I don't know, I just kind of faded out of the Terminator thing. It's not that I think it's bad, because I definitely don't, it's just not one of those things that I followed all that closely, for whatever reason. So we had waited to see Terminator Genesis, and I'll tell you what, I thought it was pretty cool, uh... One thing that did help me was that I had watched Terminator on the El Rey Network, like, just the day before, like a couple days before. So there, there are some scenes where they flash back to the original movie, where they recreate some scenes. And it was really neat because the original scene was still really fresh in my head from just having seen it the other day. Now, I'm not saying that that is something that you have to go out and do, because you don't, but I'm not the biggest Terminator dude, like I said a bit ago, so it did help my enjoyment of the film to have been refreshed on it, I guess. It's a bit of a confusing movie. That would be my judgment of the thing. It's about time travel, like all these Terminator movies are. They're going back and forth in time, trying to change the outcome of, uh, Cyberdyne's evil uh, machinations, but the way they do it got me confused. But I don't, I don't think it really matters. It did not affect my judgment on the movie overall because when you have something where the basis is killer robots and time travel, it already doesn't make sense in the first place. So I don't really spend a lot of time sitting there 
thinking about what's going on. It just because ultimately it does not matter. In a movie like this, all that matters is are you having fun while you were watching it? And I got to tell you, I did. I had fun while we were sitting there. So, hey, you know, big, uh, big success for you, Terminator Genesis. I'm trying to think of ways here to describe the plot. I guess the best way would be that, uh, I, man, there's some time travel, and the course of the time travel has changed the timelines so that the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator is a good guy sooner than he was in the movie franchise. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Let's go take a look at a, uh, some kind of reputable movie site, and we'll see what they say as far as the plot. I'm going to be back in one sec with some cohesive thoughts. Okay, here we go. This is right off Wikipedia. The most reputable thing on all the internets. So, when John Connor, leader of the human resistance against Skynet, sends Kyle Reese back to 1984 to protect his mother, Sarah, from a Terminator assassin, an unexpected turn of events creates an altered timeline. Instead of a scared waitress, Sarah is a skilled fighter and has a Terminator guardian played by Arnold Schwarzenegger by her side. Faced with unlikely allies and dangerous new enemies, Reese sets out on an unexpected new mission. Reset the future. Yeah, I guess that that's about as much as you could say about the movie. That pretty much sums it up. As they say, uh, Sarah Connor in this is played by the girl who is the Khaleesi in Game of Thrones. And as much as I like Game of Thrones, and as much as I like the Khaleesi, I did not see her as a very good Sarah Connor. I think, um, I don't know, she just wasn't buff enough. I really dig that scene where Sarah Connor gets all buffed up. And, you know, the Khaleesi is really cute. She is a very attractive young lady. But she does have a bit of baby fat on her, which is not a bad thing in any way. She was not the sculpted bad to the bone Sarah Connor that we have come to expect. But, you know, it's fine. She did a good job. The movie was cool. I can't say that you need to rush out and uh, see it at the theater. But when it gets to Netflix or HBO or Cinemax or whatever, check it out. You will definitely not feel as if you've wasted your time all that much, I guess. So, um... This one gets the IC robots a thumbs in the middle, slightly going up a bit. Kind of at maybe a uh, 10 o'clock. The 10 o'clock thumbs as opposed to the 10 thumbs up. <laughs> drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. It is definitely the right thing to do. And let me tell you what, my dudes, we got two new guys, two new patrons who have gone out there and earned themselves a permanent spot on the blimp. Let's take a look at the sheet. The first one, he's a gold card member. His name is Vernon Phillips. Let's give it up for Vernon Phillips. Yo, that's super weak. Let's give it up for Vernon Phillips. That's cool, that's cool. Come on, my guys. Let's take it down a notch. We got one more. This guy, he is a sports writer from the great state of Arizona. He goes by the initials of DPC. 
can do better than that. DPC! Okay, hold on. Let's take it down a notch. I can feel the walls of the station begin to vibrate. But at any rate, thanks, guys. Thanks for giving. And you were going to have some prize packs heading out your way soon. Uh, right now, as we speak, I am working on the Toys R Us report. VHS edition super tape. It's really great. It's a lot of fun stuff. And you, too, can get one. It is chock full of classic commercials. Awesome things off my DVR. You name it, it's on there. Just anything you could ever imagine that you would want to see... It is magically on there, and you can get that by donating five bucks per month to the show. But you don't have to give up to five bucks. I'm stoked if you do, but there, we'll take anything. There are initiatives for a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, you name it, and we will take it because it all helps to keep oxygen here in the station. So if you want to take part in this, just hop on over to supportthereport.com. And take a peek at what's there. The other way you can help out the show is to go on over to virtualdirtmall.com and support us with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. All right, party people, thanks for sticking with us all the way up until the end. That takes some real stamina, but we are running short on time, so let me tell you, we did not see a bunch of awesome stuff at the Toys R Us until I headed over near the front and I saw a whole area that I missed where they got the new Ant-Man display. They got the whole set of Ant-Man Marvel Legends, and you can see some pics, I put them over on icrobots.com, but that is not the only thing, they had a Shark Week display, and in the display was the reaction, Jaws Shark, oh my god, I want this so bad, it's about 40 bucks, seems a bit pricey to me, but I want it so bad, it's so neat, it is the first reaction thing that is not a person, it's a playset, it's a shark, and it has a quint, that you can stick inside. Quint is the shark hunter from the movie Jaws. I say that like you don't know who Quint is. If you've seen Jaws, you know Quint. Anyway, I saw it. It's beautiful. It's a beauteous toy. I also saw some Gremlins reactions. They had them before, but this time they had more, and I actually bought one. I got Gizmo, because he has a really cute little video game console. Uh, I'll put a picture of that over on icrobots.com. We also saw a three-pack of the uh, 1960s Batman that included the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Batgirl. This is a figure I want really bad. I want it so bad, but I don't, I, you know, I don't want to buy all three of them just to get the one that I want. I just want the one. I don't know how I'm going to get that, but it is what I want, and eventually I shall acquire it. It's a pretty nice figure. It's a nice uh, likeness of Yvonne Craig, the beauteous Yvonne Craig. So... I do want it. Someday I will get it. As of right now, I don't have it. But that's about it, my guys. We are going to have to head on out of here. We are going to have to head for the hills. So, uh, for, well, I guess there's nobody here to talk to today. So, for me, I see Robots. This is the Toys R Us Report, episode number 44 at the movies. And if you don't know, now you know. This has been an IC Robots radio production.